home. And we have been given the false compliment that we are the backbone of the black nation. There is no doubt in any community in this country that the men in those communities are the backbone of their nations. There is no doubt in the white community that the white man is the backbone of his nation. The European, the Buddhist, the Korean, the Japanese, the Hispanic, all of those men are the backbones of their community and there's no doubt about it. It is only in the black community where those values have been transposed and where they put that burden on us and tell us that we are the backbone of the black community, which is a direct insult to the black man and implies that he don't have no backbone and that his women have to represent him. It's a heavy burden. It's one we are tired of carrying, and it is one that is not true. I remind people all the time that God did not make the white man, the white woman, the black woman, and then the black man. He made the black man first, and he created all the rest of the people after him. When I wrote my first book back in 1985, I was going about the country trying to still work to teach our people something, trying to get them to stop eating pork, and uh, at that time I was having what I call get off those hall lectures. And, uh, I would take the microscope out and I would show black people how even if you cook pork, you couldn't kill the worm. I would show them that uh, the worm was still alive in the meat after heat because that's what they told us, that you could cook it and kill the worm. And so I would show them what it did to the brain and the spinal column. And so there were many black men who wanted to stop eating pork. They wanted to change their diets and uh, they were in agreement. But it was the black woman who I found who was the most adamant who refused to change her cooking habits, who didn't want to shop differently, who didn't want to do any different meal planning. And so I say, well now, if we are refusing to provide the black man with the proper physical food when we know food is what sustains life, then what else are we keeping from him? What else are we doing to destroy our men, to destroy our families, because we don't know any better or because we're too lazy or because nobody has ever called on us to repent? And so then that led me to the study and so as I was going along, initially I was keeping up with names and addresses and all of those things for that so-called research that they talk about. And then I found out that we didn't have a control group. There was not one... He flew me to Jamaica for our first date, but he wanted me to come a day later than him so he could get his son situated at his mom's house. He had just flown his son back to Jamaica from spending time with him in L.A. That sounded iffy to me, but I let it go because he showed me a wonderful time. He, he told me that he and she don't deal with each other unless it's about the child. However, I did some Facebook stalking and discovered that his family in Jamaica is very close to his baby mom's family. Duh. They converse like they're friends. They Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's childish, but I messaged his baby mom's sister uh -uh, on oh. Facebook to ask oh, what was no. up with Jordan and his baby mom. And she said, Jordan is like family to me. My sister has a child for him and they are not together. It brought relief, but I still felt like something was off. I just don't want this nigga making me fall for him, then end up leaving me to be back with his child's mom. We spend a lot of time together now, but this is my first ever BDB, so I don't know how to go about it. Please help. Bitch, clearly you don't know how to go about it because why the fuck did you message that lady what is wrong what? with you let me tell you something mm -mm. I don't like this y'all don't understand like, you about BDB, to lose that BDB you about to lose your BDB like it's supposed to be fun what enjoy the big big, big, big baller 
a big dick baller. Mm-hmm. Enjoy your BDB. Have and he fun. He's Jamaican, so I know he that got that dick B. with the curve in mm-hmm. it. Ooh, that zoo, zoo. I like my dick with a little bit of curve. <laughs> um, BDB is supposed to have fun. Get your money. Go on your trips. Go shopping. You doing? I mean, I'm why are you falling for him? Sometimes, I mean, sometimes feelings get involved. That's cool, but you gotta check yourself. Yes, and mind your business. Check for this you is a 37 year old man. He probably got all his ducks in order. He know what he doing. That, and and, so and to be chill. honest, his baby mama ain't your business. It's like really him and his baby mama not your business until they become your man. Then it's kind of your business what they got going on. But right now, bitch, I would just be getting my things and enjoying myself. And first, you doing too much. And let me say, let me break it another thing down to you. He is Jamaican. Mm-hmm. Now Caribbean man, African man, just know you are a concubine. He is that baby mama Ooh. gonna be there for the rest mm-hmm. of her life. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna be fucking for the rest of her life. You are. I'm <laughs> saying, Brit is on it today. Yeah. She said y'all got her fucked no. up. Okay, <laughs> really, uh-huh. that's just my song. She was like, not both of y'all being <laughs> able to sing. I'm singing too, bitch. Rest Let of me get my cameo in. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so just mind your business because you don't want to yeah. lose your BDB. Yes, yeah, yeah, sis, you moving completely wrong with completely this situation. Wrong. Like, like I said, what he got going on with his baby mama, they don't have nothing, nothing yeah. to do with you nothing at all. all. Okay, so last question. It says, "Good question." You got a man who's into everything you talking about, but he's not your partner. He just likes your personality. How far does that go in the sum of love and time that you'll put into him? I mean, I think that one will say that's spending time with yourself, but I say, isn't that a jewel of opportunity? Girl, what is this question? Next, 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 boyfriend what what do you do when you find out her boyfriend may have another child in the world how do you handle the situation what what the fuck wrong with y'all today next question i'm sick of y'all what are y'all doing what's going on embarrassing me we got company damn we got company y'all this a literary y'all know y'all act right every week when we got company y'all want to act up go to your goddamn i'm embarrassed i'm embarrassed i'm embarrassed okay go ahead Small city type shit. Hey, Lex and Drea. First off, I wanted to say I love, I love y'all. See y'all on the 85 South show. I love how you guys are unapologetically yourselves. It's so me and an old, what? Okay. So me and an old friend fell out, but still cordial. And I wanted to see if I was wrong. Long story short, I was being too friendly with this girl that was fucking the same nigga my friend was fucking. Every time I was around the girl, it was just a good time. Now my friend peeped. I was hanging with her and felt some type of way. She told me and wanted me to cut her off. I said, cool, with no hesitation. But then I thought about it. They never had any beef. She just didn't like the girl because they was fucking the same nigga. Mind you, this nigga ain't never... This nigga ain't never even her nigga. He for everybody, literally. I continue to talk to the girl, and my friend told me she's going to distance herself from me. But it ain't no bad blood. I knew I was wrong for saying I'ma cut her off and didn't. But was I wrong for even being cool with the girl in the first place? Love you guys from a poor girl from... He refers to jawline, etc. But she bad enough to be acting like that, yo. She not. 
I'm, See, Matt, money, I'm, money I'm, can't, I'm, I'm money, money, right money doesn't make, hear you, hear doesn't you money, way out. having money and being successful, woman or man, doesn't make you look better to somebody, to somebody who's only impressed with money, it does, but she, I want to holler at her, I don't care if she make 300000 400000 a year, but then her attitude, she think about, think about other Stop girls, it. think about Stop. other girls, think about other girls that, that was acting like that. She didn't have an attitude. She was nothing. But no, I said about her attitude. Like, no, nah, I need this. Like, what? You need what? What she got now? What she, she got now? She has a pet grooming business. She has a pet grooming business. She makes six figures. She's single and has a 13-year-old son. So what does she have? A successful business. And her calling into this guy and he tearing her a new ass. That's what she got. She don't got shit. No, See, now... That, 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 I didn't connect any dots there with you, though. Okay. I, I agree and I disagree. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, before you tell me what you think. Sean, mm. you said basically that you, you agree with him, that she doesn't qualify to want the type of dude that she desires. No, she can want whatever she wants. She said I, she doesn't qualify. She doesn't qualify, though, but she can want whatever she wants. I want to win the lotto tomorrow. Now, now, <laughs> now. Shit, that dude is <laughs> You feel me? Why don't you think that she qualifies based solely on looks? No, based That's, on her attitude. She didn't have an attitude. No, when see, we're, we're, we're taking that word attitude and using it differently. I'm not saying attitude like, what motherfucker? Not like that. I'm taking attitude as as how her, her thoughts. Like, well, I need this type of guy. Like, if you go into any situation saying, I need a guy that's Five for seven, dark skin. I think you mean her expectations, yes. not really her attitude. Yes, yes, all right. I used the wrong word. Okay, expectations. so expectations. Yeah. So you're saying that... <clears throat> she needs to lower them. Basically, based solely on her looks. Based on her whole her whole package. What is her package? She just said it. All you saw yeah. was a nice girl... Yeah. Who... Successful. Successful. Yeah. She seemed very honest yeah. and forthcoming. Mm-hmm. But she wants a millionaire. I don't know if she wants a millionaire, but she wants someone successful. Why can't she have someone just as successful as she is? She didn't really say how successful. We didn't hear that. Yeah, so we gotta, we gotta just make but up let's shit. Just say, so let's just, just say that she wants someone more successful than her. Yeah. Why does she not qualify to have that expectation? She can have the expectation, but or it might not happen. But, and why is that? Based solely on looks. Just say it. It's not just based, based on looks, on looks or totally because a guy will fuck anybody. It doesn't matter how she looks. We're not talking about sex. We're talking about, obviously, she's looking for a relationship. Yeah, and she has some things going on. Well, for me, personally, <laughs> for, me, for me, personally, I just feel like I just feel like when when you're single and you have kids and for me, I got to just talk about for me, for me, I always had a problem dealing with girls that had sons and it was just them and their sons. So he said he had a 13 year old son. That shit stuck out in my head. Cause I'm like, well, all right. Like, even if you did want to highlight, you got to deal with the 13 year old son, boys, 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 that boys, single, single kids like myself, their girlfriends are really their mother. Right? So, they don't really want to see no other dude around, so now you gotta deal with that shit. You say you know they're territorial. Yeah, yeah. That's, now you gotta deal with this boy who really don't want you around because they feel like they don't need you. And now that his mother's successful, he's probably he's like, yo, you just trying to take my mother's money. You know what I'm saying? So now you gotta deal with that with a girl that said 
She's a five when she wakes up. She said that. She could have said she's an eight. You know what I'm saying? Like she's got low self esteem. This, this is this is my thing with with the whole thing, right? I get what he's saying, and I agree to the extent. And this is and this is what I'm thinking, right? If I'm Let's say I'm, I'm, I'm well-to-do. I'm a millionaire. I'm a businessman. I do well, right? And somebody says, hey, I have a friend that I want you to meet. Mm-hmm. She has a 13-year-old son mm. and the baby father sketchy. Mm. I don't even want that problem. Oh, I'm not even me. going to, to that. I don't even want that date. Yeah. I don't even want to be in that what vicinity. What a 13-year-old girl? Even if it was a 13-year-old girl. The thing let's that, say the baby daddy isn't sketchy. Now, that, that, that's the first thing he said, sketchy. So that's the first thing that popped in my mind. I don't want those problems. I don't want the baby father problems. I'm trying to take you out and then I got to worry about the baby. I don't. She said, fucking that's best friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let them know you got that yeah. sauce too. But I wouldn't do that though. I wouldn't do that. It's just a song. I, you know, that'd be my alter ego talking. You know, she like to talk her shit. I like, I got a slick mouth. I like to question it in the good. <laughs> that is something that we heard a guy's feelings. They hear that they like, damn it, you are not playing fair at all. <laughs> Y'all, cause even if I wouldn't do it, nigga, you stuck with that image in your head. Like, I bet not ever get out of line because this bitch said. <laughs> and if she going over there doing all that shit she do to me to him, I'ma kill this hoe. <laughs> <laughs> well, Renny, thank you so much. We appreciate you. Keep us updated on when the album's coming out so we can make sure that we post support. And yes, we had a really good time with you today. We got to do a part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I had so much fun talking to y'all. I'm going to have more shit to talk about for real. My life is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can't wait for the next story. You know, it's going to be another story. Right. <laughs> and look, I think yeah. I'm going to start doing story times on YouTube. Somebody got to hear about this shit. Because you <laughs> funny. You good story. Yeah. yeah. And you're so upfront and honest about it. That just makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to tell the truth. It, I, I can't cap with nobody. <laughs> I can't cap with nobody. I'm going to tell the truth. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And have a great holiday. Happy New Year. All that good shit. And yes, yeah, we am. Real Bitch Radio. Thank y'all so much for having me. I really appreciate it. We appreciate you. We see you doing interviews with all these guys. So we were like, we got to step in. Right. Yeah, it's about time we got to chop it up with the girl. girls. And you know what? They be, trying to, they be trying to ask, you know, the same questions we talk about. But y'all ain't going to get the tea I'm going to give it to the ladies. Like, no. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Renny, thank you so much. Lip service. As, you know, talking 15, 20 years ago. Um, and for the most part, the women now, their mindsets, they understand that, you know, certain um, behaviors are not tolerated by men in relationships. So, and but the, plus, there's a lot of men that like these women that like to be dominated because they're, they're dominant personalities at, at, at work or maybe whatnot. And they like to come home and, get thrown carried over their shoulder and tossed around like a little rag doll so <laughs> but yeah man that's my horror story i dated a bodybuilder female bodybuilder i would do it again in a heartbeat uh once you're in that circle man you make some great friends and friends for life uh so i would never dissuade any man from dating a fem- female bodybuilder Unless you're like one of those insecure guys that's, oh, she's bigger than me. I can date a chick with bigger arms than me. Then this is not for you because obviously you have insecurities within yourself. Because at the end of the day, she's still a woman. I don't give a fuck what none of y'all say. Pussy's tighter than I... Shh, fuck y'all. Anybody talking bad about a female bodybuilder? Fuck you because you don't know what you're missing. So that's my rant for the day. Y'all have a good one.
hopeless romantic and today I'm gonna do something that I have never done before and that is a story time this is another highly requested story I've told it on my podcast which is called the save the date show I can't remember what episode I told it on um, but I did tell it on there before and I think I've told it on our Instagram before too but it has never hit YouTube before so here we are I'm gonna tell this story and this is the story of the worst date I've ever been on um, I like to affectionately call this story the time I went on a date with somebody's daddy and by somebody's daddy I do not mean like you know what? I'm just going to tell the story. We'll get there. Let me start at where I met this man. So I went to this seersucker party. Um, it's a very popular party here in Orlando. I went to this party and, you know, I'm just walking around socializing. I think by this time I had had a couple of drinks. Um, you know, sometimes you just start giving your number out. I was new to the city. I ain't know nobody. I didn't know who to give my number to, whatever. So I gave my number out a couple times. Um, and then, like, so the day after the party, someone was texting me. Um, and he's like, hey, I met you at the party um, last night. Uh, we should get together. I'd love to take you out. And I'm like, okay, cool. What, what, what's your name? You know, I'm not trying to be like, which one are you again? Because I gave my number out to 20 people. I, it wasn't 20 people, but it was a lot of people. I asked him what his name is. He tells me his name. Still did not ring a bell. I don't know. I couldn't put a face with it and I didn't want to be like, send me a picture. So I just like talked to him for a minute. No in-depth conversation, but we had planned to meet up like a couple days later for dinner. Uh, he asked me, did I like sushi? I love sushi. So I was like, sure, like we can go get sushi, whatever. So um, after work, I go home, freshen up. Mind you, I live outside of the city of Orlando. I don't live in Orlando. So I'm driving like 45 minutes to the sushi location, um, which is fine by me because I don't really need nobody to know where I live on the first date. So um, I drive to the location and I get there first. I'm early for once in my life. I go, I get a table, I sit there. Um, I'm by myself and it's fine. I can see the door though. So I'm like watching for whoever comes in now. Mind you, I don't know who this man is. Like, I know that I gave him my number, but I don't know what he looks like. I don't know much else about him besides his name and that he lives in Orlando and what he does for a living. Um, and for some reason, we didn't talk much before the date. Like, it was very, like, vague conversation, but we didn't have any in-depth. There was nothing in the conversation ahead of time that would have given me any, given me any like, real details on who he is, which is kind of dangerous now that I think about it. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Anyway, I was moved to the, the city and I was going on dates. So here I am waiting for my date to show up. There were these three white girls sitting adjacent to me and they were like, oh, you look so cute. Are you waiting on your date? And I'm like, yeah, I'm waiting on my date. And they were like, well, um... I hope he's cute because, you know, you look really cute. I'm like, thanks, girls. Anyway, he walks in, and he is wearing um, an Echo shirt. Yes, Echo. Um, if you're under the age of 26, 27, you may not even know what Echo is. But it is a very old brand of clothing that if someone is wearing it, you kind of get an idea that they are not a young person. 
they are um not young so i'm like okay yes on the echo shirt and some jeans and some sneakers of some kind i don't even remember what shoes he had on but i was dressed much nicer than he was now i wasn't like dressed up but i was dressed like i was trying to look cute because i was on a date and he was just like he was like oh i got somewhere to go let me put some clothes on real quick like you know what i'm saying so i was kind of annoyed by that already so he gets to the table and he's like oh hey and i stand up um to shake his hand and he hugs me and i guess on a date you would hug somebody but i guess i'm awkward anyway so i put my hand out like hey nice to meet you <laughs> and he was like oh girl and like went to hug me and i was like oh okay we doing that so i hug him and then we both sit down on opposite sides of the booth. So we're sitting there and he's like, oh, it's good to see you, you know. Um, glad you gave me your number. You know, pleasantries when you first sit down on a date. He's doing all of that. And um, I'm like, you know, yeah, it's good to see you too. I wasn't quite sure if I was attracted to him or anything yet. I was, I don't know, he just looked like a man. Like it wasn't, there wasn't anything special. So I was just thinking, to, that is no shade, mind you. Like, I'm not saying that, like, I think I'm just the hottest thing walking. I'm talking attraction here, okay? I didn't, I wasn't immediately drawn to him physically, and we hadn't talked enough for me to have any feelings or anything. So, I was just sitting there with this guy. Like, I didn't really know how to feel about the situation. And so, the white girls, they're getting up to leave, and they're like, she is so pretty. Make sure she has a good time. You know, that kind of thing. And he's like, oh, I'm going to make sure she has a good time. And hopefully i'll get lucky by the end of the night and he like looks at me and i'm looking at him like i hope that's not what you came on this date to do because that's not happening sir i would have said young man but you're wearing an echo shirt so i know that you're not a young man so sir you and i would i don't know what your definition of getting lucky is but if you think it's intercourse there will be none of that on tonight okay so anyway they leave the waiter comes to get our food orders and when the waiter leaves he's like i'm gonna run to the bathroom and he makes a joke about having to use the bathroom a lot because of his prostate i'm not gonna explain what a prostate is i don't know how old y'all are watching or how knowledgeable y'all are of the male and female body but someone who is a young man is not gonna make no joke about his prostate so here i am on this date like how old is this gentleman that I am with on a date? Now, and you know, black black don't crack. So I couldn't really guess his age. I didn't know how old he was. He didn't look young, young, but he didn't look particularly old. I think if he had on a different outfit, he might have looked younger than what he did. But because he had the Echo shirt on, I knew he was at least over the age of 30. Like I knew that he was like mid-30s. And at the time, I was like 26. 20, yeah, 26. So... I'm sitting here on this date like, what is happening? Prostate. Like, what is going on? So, the, he comes back to the table. Our food is there by the time he comes back. I don't even remember what we talked about because I think I was just very consumed by this joke that he made about his prostate. I'm very, like, <laughs> I don't like inappropriate jokes and, like, sexual innuendo from people that I don't even really know I like like that. Like, I just think it's very weird to lead with that. So I was already slightly annoyed and I was eating and then he made a couple more jokes that I can't remember. I think I was just living in a state of trauma after that because I did not know. I did not expect that man to say nothing about his prostate. So we're eating and I ask him, 
Um, so how old are you? And because there's a couple more things that he said that made me think that he might be quite a bit older than I am. So I'm like, how old are you? And he's like, guess. And I'm like, I don't really want to guess. Can you just tell me how old you are? And he was like, just guess how old I am. And I'm like, well, what year were you born? That'll help me guess. And he was like, I'm not telling you. And I'm like, oh, so that's annoying to me too because ain't nobody trying to play no guessing game but i was like i don't it's 39 and he was like nope i'm like okay so can you tell me now i guessed and he was like no i can't tell you you have to figure it out on your own i have to go to the bathroom i'm like you and your prostate you and your joke like i don't want to guess how old you so anyway he goes to the bathroom i know his first and last name at this point so i go on facebook and i look for him and I'm like looking for his birthday because you know birthdays be on there. And I see what year he was born. Um, he comes back to the table and he's like, and I was like, I know how old you are. And he was like, how'd you find out that quick? And I was like, I looked on your Facebook. You're 43. And he was like, yes, I am. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's what's up. And are those your kids on your um, Facebook? Because there was like little kids on there. Like little kids. And he was like, no, 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 no. The little kids, I'm like, yeah, there was like a little boy and a little girl. He was like, no, those are my grandkids. Hmm, okay, okay, uh, all right, grandkids, bet. So anyway, the rest of the day continues, and he asked me if I want to go to a hookah bar. I did not, I did want to go to the hookah bar. I didn't really want to go with him, but I was like, I'm down here in Orlando. I don't have no other friends. We finna go to this hookah bar. So we go to the hookah bar. We're sitting there. We're talking. He's talking about his son. He's mentioned his son a couple times. And now that I know he has grandkids, I'm like, so how old is your son? And he's like, um, oh, he's 24. And I'm like, 24, like years old. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like. Mind you, I'm 26 at the time. So I'm like, you have a son who's 24? Now imagine me, if I really like this man and I'm getting to know you. Imagine me dating somebody, really getting to know them, and I end up in blending a family with this 43-year-old man and his son. who's two, I might have a stepson who's two years younger than I am and some grandkids. Me! Grandkids in my 20s. Baby. So I said... Um, how, how exactly, what age did you think that I was? Like, how old do you kind of think that I am or whatever? And he was like, well, I mean, I met you in the club, so I figured you was at least legal. And I was like, legal. So, I have this thing about men and women who gauge appropriate relationships by legal the legal age to date like Leo is 18 this is a 43 year old man if 18 is the youngest he's willing to date I'm not sure I'm interested in this man I wouldn't I ain't been sure I'm interested in this man this entire date so here I am on this date with somebody's granddaddy who thinks I'm at least 18 and is fine with that at his big age and I was ready to go not even gonna hold you. I was like, uh, okay, well, I gotta go uh, to work in the morning. So I'm gonna go on ahead and head out. 
So we're walking. He's like, I'm going to walk you to your car. I'm like, okay, well, you can walk me to my car, I guess. So he walks me to my car. While he's walking to my car, he's taller than I am. I'm about 5'5 five, ish. He's a much taller guy. Like, he's standing over my head. And I have in this crochet, these crochet curls. And he's like, is that all your hair? And I'm like, I bought it, so yes, it does belong to me. He's like, nah, you know what I mean? Is, it, is this the hair that's growing out of your scalp? Why would you ask me that again if I just said I bought it? So I said, no, it is not growing out of my scalp. He's like, how is it sitting? I mean, it look, it's curly. It looks like it's coming right out of your scalp. Thank you. That was the point of how it's installed. Well, let me, where is your scalp at? And I'm like, it's it. On my head, what do you what are you saying right now? What do you mean where is my scalp? I can't even see your scalp. How did it, so I'm like, what is this? Why are you doing this? And he was like, Can I touch it? No, you cannot. You absolutely may not touch my hair. And he was like, Just let me see. I just want to feel where your scalp So he's taller than I am, so he reaches his hand down right into the top of my head, y'all. Livid. Livid livid. I was so mad. If I didn't think he could have beat me up, I probably would have hit him. I was like, excuse you, you know, granddad, do you mind not touching my scalp? And he was like, I was just trying to see where your scalp, you can see without using your hands. But if you cannot see my scalp, it means you were not meant to see. That was the goal for you not to be able to see my scalp. Keep your hands on my head. I was ready. I was so ready to go. So I get to my car. I get in my car and I'm like, well, I get to my car and he opens my door and I'm like, okay, you know, this was fun line. It was not fun. Um, you know, I'll hit you another time line. I did not plan on hitting this man up ever again. So he's like, all right, well, it was good seeing you. And he gives me a hug and I'm giving him the church hug, you know, with the side of my body. I'm like, all right, good night. He's like, okay, well, uh, which way are you going home? No, because I feel like this is a ploy so that you will know where I live. We're not doing that tonight. I'm going home. That's where I'm going. He's like, no, I mean, are you taking the toll road or are you going to go around the tolls? And I'm like, well, I plan to go around the tolls. He's like, well, it's really late. You really shouldn't take that long of a drive. I'm like, well, I don't have a sun pass and I don't have any cash on me for the tolls. So are you going to give me some money for the toll? And I fully expected him to say no, but he was like, yeah, I got you. Hold on. I'm like, okay, you know. Might be something good about this date. So he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a handful of change. Not like, when I say handful, I don't mean like in the palm of your hand. I mean like he was doing like this and there was like change. Like coming out of the, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of handful. So he grabs the change and he says, here you go. And I'm like, you know, put my hand out the window like, oh, okay. So I take the change and I'm like, so I put the change on my little dashboard thing and I'm like okay thank you very much and he's like yeah now are you really gonna use that on the toes a handful of change sir am I really going to use that for the purpose that a handful of change as if there's an other option like I was gonna take this what is probably about five dollars in change and go buy a Birkin bag or something yes I'm gonna use it for the toes bye I'm leaving I was just like good night sir it, this was it was a date good night rolling my window and I leave and I'm driving home and I just bust out laughing because what is life why is my life this way 
I would be the one to end up on a date with somebody's granddaddy who has a son two years my junior. Who really thinks I'm interested in him. And that's not where the story ends. The story ends with the next day I texted him. Well, he was texting me. And I was kind of just trying to let him know that this is not going to work. So I texted him and I said, you know, last night was nice. But I don't think that this is going to work for me. Um, you know, I appreciate you taking me out. It was nice meeting you, but I think that that's where this is going to end. I don't see us going on any more dates. I don't want to waste your time. This elderly man texts me back. I knew you were going to eventually say that. I just knew that I was more advanced than you. And I was gracious enough to be patient and wait for you to catch up to my level. But here you are wanting to in things and I'm just reading the message like excuse what so I wasn't gonna answer him but he kept texting me y'all like he kept going about how going on about how I'm just young I don't know no better I don't really mean that and he can show me some things and I was like what are you talking about I just texted him back what are you talking about and he was like I know that the reason why you want to cut things off is because you're intimidated by how sexually advanced I probably am compared to you Sir, I don't know where you got the idea that I even wanted to know anything about you sexually. But I promise you I don't. I can assure you that there is nothing sexual that I would like to know about you at all. No or experience. Nothing. I don't want anything to do with it. So you and your sexual advancement can leave it right where it is. I would like no parts. He harassed me for the next like 10 minutes. Just sending me message after message after message. I'm at work. My phone's on the side. Just sending me messages and messages. I said, okay, great. So I'm going to block you now. Thank you. And I blocked him. Don't even remember that man's name anymore. Uh, have no idea what he's doing in life. I do know that he was a horrible date and that he was 43 years old and had a son my age and some grandkids. That's what I do know. And that is the worst date that I have ever been on. It was uncomfortable. It was elderly. It was strange. It was a fool. But that's it. Peace, peace, peace. Welcome back to my YouTube channel. For those of you who don't know, it's your boy Vic Slang Hope. Not dope. Or coke. <laughs> so, and I got another banger for y'all. And this one is the 10 reasons why a guy might ghost you. So make sure y'all stay tuned. But before I get into the story or reasons, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and share. Hit that right now man stop playing word but anyway let me get into it right now so the first reason is bad hygiene i cannot stress this enough this is one of my pet peeves bad hygiene and you know some of you might be wondering well how come you couldn't tell when you first started talking to her or how come you couldn't tell when you know whatever they might say but the point is this sometimes 
you just might not know. Sometimes, you know, let's say you get to know somebody, right? You might just be talking to them on the phone. You might have met them on social media. You just texting them. They look pretty. You go through her pictures. You can't really see. You know, you sometimes you can't really see that they unhygienic. You know, they got clean clothes. They got their hair done, their nails done. But you can't see under the nails from a picture. You know, you can't really see certain things. You can't really smell a breath. You understand what I'm saying? So you can't really smell their body odor. So you don't really know what their hygiene is like because you're just texting them. And sometimes people will be texting each other and talking on the phone for like weeks, months before they even meet each other. So another thing is connected to bad hygiene. I think like the number one thing that people be talking about is bad kitty. Oh my God. Bad kitty. Sisters, I understand that things change and, and, and pH imbalances and, and a whole yeast infections. And I know it's very delicate, but this is a problem. So I'm saying it's a problem. It's also a sign of disease sometimes, you know. So bad kitty, <laughs> bad kitty will put you away like a murder case. <laughs> It will put you away for a long time and you will not get no, um, what's the word? Exoneration. You will not get exonerated from this. This is something like 20 years from now. If you got a bad kitty now, 20 years from now, somebody going to be like, yo, they, they go, what's the name over here? If they see you talking to their mans, they're going to put their mans on like, yo, don't talk to her. She got the, don't go over there. You know what I'm saying? So it's just something I know, you know, it's just a little funny sometimes, but bad hygiene is no bueno. You know what I'm saying? And if you got bad kitty on your record, it will never go away. That's, that's, that's a felony out here in the streets. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, bad hygiene is one of the things that will get you ghosted. You know what I'm saying? By a dude. Some of them might not even tell you. That, you know, your breath stink or they might not tell you your kitty stink or or you got stains in your drawers or or some of these things. They might not tell you certain things or, you know what I'm saying? But just know bad hygiene is a no-no. Number two, no goals or ambition. No goals or ambition. You know, some sisters out here do not have no goals or ambitions. I even had my fair share of talking to certain women and they never were doing anything. Like, never. Like, every time you ask them what they was doing, nothing. Smoking, drinking, watching TV. Like, it was it was just, like, regular, simple stuff. They was never really doing anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had nothing going on. They didn't even have no ambitions. And, again, you don't got to share your dreams and where you're trying to go and where you're trying to be with me. But it's like, after a while, you could kind of, like, tell that a woman does not have no dreams and ambitions. And if you're an ambitious guy and you're trying to go somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not cool for you. You know what I'm saying? So, that's another thing that would get you ghosted. Number three, a guy might have commitment problems. You know, sometimes it's not about y'all sisters. Sometimes the guy has commitment issues. You never know. He might have been hurt. You know, um, he might want to be a player. He might be in that stage of his life. He might just have some issues around just committing, settling down for whatever reason that might be. Sometimes the guy just don't want to be tied down in a relationship for whatever reason. And they don't have nothing to do with you. It just has something to do with him. And dudes will ghost you for them having issues of commitment. Um, number four, he might have trauma. And this is connected to like commitment issues. Sometimes 
We don't know what the person is dealing with. We don't know what this individual is dealing with. Sometimes it's not about you, ladies. It's not about you. It's about him. He's dealing with hearing all this stuff. Because I know you all hear about like, oh, you know, we have down low men and all that stuff, which I personally haven't encountered anybody that was down low as many situations I've been in. But I have encountered guys who have had girlfriends and they don't tell you about it. And like I said, it's just I think the genuine thing is like the big the big picture out of this it is very hard to find really genuine people out here and this is coming from someone that loves Atlanta and wanted so much I was giving Atlanta a, a year every year like please work out for me you know what I'm saying like because I love you like please work out for me and it just it just never works out like it don't and I can't keep giving Atlanta a year because I'm getting older I can't keep trying to be out here trying to find the love of my life and none of these guys are serious about anything you know what I'm saying let me not say none because it's going to be somebody in the comment like, hey, but I want to. No, I'm not everybody. But a lot of the people that I have encountered have not um, been serious about anything. And so that just really kills like a lot of opportunities for just meeting like the love of your life or anything. So I could tell you all a million stories. You know what I'm saying? Maybe one day I'll tell you all a million stories about some of the like crazy shit I have been through while I've been here. But it all leads to one thing that this I don't think Atlanta can be for me anymore. While I was in college, that was the funnest time of my life. The funnest time of my life. I had friends you know, we Atlanta's a really fun place, and I like I loved being here. But like now that I'm growing up, like I just can't continue to be in a place that really isn't like me. Like I don't want to go out to the clubs. I don't want to feel like I gotta go out. I don't want. I lost a friend because I didn't want to go out to clubs with her. Like I don't. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be in that scene. And if if you are heavy into that scene, this is the place for you. But if you are not into that scene, this is not the place for you. You could very well find the love of your life. At, at the club you know what I'm saying but if you're like me and you don't go to the club you ain't gonna find them there and it's it's hard to find people when this is the main thing that people do out here you know so like I said guys I'm not down in Atlanta I do love Atlanta and I really wish it would have worked out for me but it's not gonna work it's not gonna work and I'm not gonna find what I'm looking for here from friendships for relationships I'm not gonna find it here um, and I've kind of come to terms with that. Um, but I do hope this doesn't deter you from living in Atlanta. I just want to give you a forewarning that like everybody isn't the, you know, the most genuine out here because everyone kind of has their own agenda to become this important person or to become this known person or to be in a circle, you know, of, you know, people or, you know, it's like I said, I'm not. I'm not trying to talk shit on anybody, but that's just what it's been like for me. So, thank you all so much for watching. Um, I am open to your comments, but don't jump on me, okay? This was my perspective. This is what happened while I was here. Don't jump on me. But I'm all open for your comments. Don't be arguing down in the comments now, though. So, thank you all so much for watching my video. Hope you all have a great day, night, whenever you're watching this. Um, and have a good one. Bye. Hey guys, I'm Jasmine and today I'm going to be sharing with you all a little story about one of my online dating 
experiences. And so I really want you to learn from this experience. And of course, there will be a moral to the story at the end of the video. Plus, I'll share with you some tips and best practices on online dating. So please grab yourself a cup of tea, water, or in my case, a cup of wine and get down and enjoy yourself. So let's go. So a few years back, I was pretty big on the online dating scene. I felt that I couldn't really meet someone in person that I was into that had the attributes and the qualities that I was looking for in a man. So I end up searching online and going on a couple of online dating sites, all of which didn't really work out for me. You know, I just was at my wit's end as to what to do. I remember around Memorial Day weekend, about two years ago, I went to my friend's house and I was, you know, sulking to her and telling her, Oh, what was me? I can't find a man. She actually suggested I try this online dating site called Plenty of Fish. So I actually took her advice and that's exactly what I did. So I set up an online dating profile on Plenty of Fish. I made sure to put down on my profile who I was, the type of guy I was looking for, the type of qualities that I was looking for, and I left it at that. A couple days later, someone reached out to me. Let's just call him Tony. Tony reached out to me, let me know that he was interested, and I ended up looking at his profile and it seemed that he had all the things that I liked. He was a second generation Haitian American, such as me, so I felt like we could relate on different things. He actually grew up around the same neighborhood, so that was kind of interesting too, how you know it was a small world. And funny enough, we actually knew mutual people, which was kind of crazy. Another thing that I liked about his profile was that he stressed the importance of like physical health and wellness, and I was all about that life because, you know, I'm all about physical health and wellness for the most part. I let him know that I was interested and we set up a date to meet up. Our first time together we spent at this Thai restaurant downtown Brooklyn. It was really cool and he seemed really down to earth and all of that and after that we went to you know Brooklyn Bridge Park to chill and talk some more and he seemed like a really nice person. So, you know, I decided to continue to pursue this whole thing that we had. And he actually invited me to one of his workout sessions that he was holding at a church. And I figured, you know what, I could, I could sure use a workout. So I went to his little workout session in his church and it was pretty cool. He actually introduced me to his best friend who happened to be a girl. I wasn't sure how to take that you know, because I, I mean, me, myself, I personally don't feel comfortable. Like if we were to be together, I, I don't know if I would feel comfortable knowing that he had a best friend who was a girl. Like I, that's, that's one thing that kind of tripped me up about it, but I let that slide and, you know, she seemed really nice and friendly and stuff. And so, you know, we just were cordial and all that. Right. A couple weeks later was my housewarming party because I actually acquired this space about two years ago and I invited him to my housewarming slash birthday party. He had other obligations. So I went about my house party and it was smooth and it was a huge success and it was a great way to just break in my apartment and all that good stuff. So a couple things to note, he did tell me that his mother passed a couple of years ago and that he was living with his father and a two family in East Flappers somewhere and that he planned on moving to another location with his father. His father was in Haiti at the time that we 
started like seeing each other and so when his father did come back then they would move to the other location a couple days after my housewarming party he actually called me up to ask to borrow some money from me because he had to pay his electricity bill now in my mind I'm like okay why is he asking me for money and you know he of course told me that his father was in Haiti at the moment and that he couldn't get the monies to pay for the con ed bill and all that stuff and you know he was worried that his lights would get cut off and I I'm the type of person that can sympathize I can sympathize with the lights being cut off because I remember as a kid my lights used to get cut off all the time I used to use the back of my sneakers to light up every time I tried to do my homework so I understood I felt the struggle and so you know I decided to lend him the money off the strength that he was going to pay me back. And he did tell me that he was going to pay me back the very next day. So I was like, okay. But in my head, I was like, well, why would you be able to pay me back the next day? Like, wouldn't you be able to wait till the next day to get the money to pay the bill? But I wasn't even thinking that far ahead at that moment. But whatevs. He actually came to my house and we drove to the bank I gave him the money and of course at the time we were follow we started following each other on social media he did tell me that he was gonna come and cook for me and all that good stuff and so I agreed and I left it at that uh, a couple of hours later my friend Maneski came over and I end up you know retwisting his hair because he had locks and he actually invited me to his birthday party that night and I told him that I couldn't because Tony was coming over to cook for me yada 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 and of course he left the offer on the table if ever I wanted to go to his party that I still could so I was like all right so after doing Maneski's hair I sent him off on his way and then I called Tony to see what time he'd be at my place and when I tried calling him something came on to the effect of this phone has been disconnected like I don't remember the exact wording of the message but that kind of like got me shook I'm like okay was he unable to pay his phone bill too so I ended up trying to figure out what he was doing on social media so I went on Instagram and I tried searching his name and for some reason I couldn't get to his profile like I was like huh is this something wrong with my Instagram I really thought there was something wrong with my Instagram so what I ended up doing was creating a fake account and searching his name and lo and behold I was able to search him through the fake account so it led me to think that he blocked me on social media that's when I got scared because you know I gave him my monies I gave him my coins my hard-earned coins once I realized what the whole situation was I drove to his house and I waited I waited in my car I didn't ring the doorbell I didn't do anything I just waited and I remember that night it was a dark and stormy night it was raining and I stayed in my car all night but he finally pulled up when he did pull up he went into his house. He came back with a bag. I'm guessing it was a bag of clothes because he was trying to move. So I get out of my car and I confront him. I was like, hey, I tried calling you. I even went on your social media. I even went on your social media. What's going on? Is everything okay? And then all of a sudden he got super defensive. What are you doing here? What you're crazy? Leave me alone. And I'm like, okay. I'll leave you alone. I just I just want my money back. 
And then he was just, he was going to leave. He was going to leave without even mentioning my money. So he gets into his car, pulls out. I get into my car and I pull out and I end up following him. Let me tell you, I went through a car chase around East Flatbush. I ended up losing him on Avenue Jane King's Highway, but that's another story for another day. I was so depressed after that. I went back home just crying. Here this guy just completely bamboozled me for $200 for what? Probably for some Jordans. I don't even know. He was a Jordan fiend. He was a sneakerhead. And I'm assuming that's what he was trying to spend his money on. I went back home and I was... I was in the dumps about this whole situation. I remembered that Maneski invited me to his birthday party. So I called him up. I asked him what the address was because I did not want to be home alone in my feelings with a bottle of wine because I knew that that wasn't a good mix. So I ended up going to Maneski's party and he instantly knew that something was up. So after asking me over and over again, I finally told him the entire story of how this guy just took my money, blocked me on all of his social media networks and on his phone. And now I don't know where he is because remember, he's moving. So I don't know his new address. He didn't tell me what his new address was. So Maneski told me next day, which was Sunday, to give him a call and he was gonna help me take care of it. So sure enough, Sunday, the next day, I called him up. I ended up picking him up at his house. He ended up bringing along his friend. We'll just call him Kanan because this guy has a record. Like I didn't know what I was dealing with at the moment, but at that point in time, I really just wanted my money back. So we end up going, parking up, we tried knocking on the door, there was no response, and we end up talking to the neighbors that were next door to him. And they told us a whole bunch of things about him, of how he borrowed money from other people and never gave it back, and all that stuff. And I just felt like, like such an, like honestly, I felt like such an idiot. For me to be so naive, to just give him my money, not knowing his past record, like I just felt like a complete, idiot I just really wanted my money back so after finding out all this information from the neighbors someone actually came out of Tony's two-family house but it, he wasn't related to Tony he was just another neighbor in that same two-family house and we end up asking him if he knew Tony knew his whereabouts and everything like that and he didn't but what he did tell us of course was some more not so good things about Tony borrowing people's money and not giving it back so he ended up actually giving a call to Tony's father whom he says wasn't in Haiti and um, he gave him a call and I explained to Tony's father that you know he took my money and that I would kindly like it back so he told me to come back to the same place at 8 p.m. that night and we were like bet so I ended up dropping off Maneski and Kanan back to their neighborhood and I ended up going to my sister's house in Omil Basin tell me why on my way to my sister's house I turn a corner and I see Tony's car parked on that specific corner furthermore I see Tony walking down that said block I'm not making this shit up. What is the likelihood of me seeing his car and seeing him walking down that same block? It led me to believe that this was his new block and that he moved to this location. Tony saw me, I saw Tony, we exchanged eye contact, but I kept it moving. I did not confront him at all because I did not want to deal with him 
ever, I just wanted to deal directly with his father. I ended up going to my sister's house and, you know, explaining to her the story. And of course, you know, she, like everyone else, is asking me, well, why did you give him $200? Look, I... I tend to sympathize a little too much with folks. I tend to feel a little too much and I try to see the good in everyone. So I gave him I gave him money thinking that he was going to give it back. I seriously thought that he was going to give it back. Anywho, I told him that I was going to meet Maneski and Kanan back at Tony's old house. And so I had to leave a little later and that's what I ended up doing. So I picked up Maneski and Kanan and then we went to Tony's old house. It was 8 o'clock, no one showed. 8.30, no one showed. 9 p.m., no one showed. We got stood up, like father, like son, I suppose. At this point, Maneski and Kanan are really tight, right? I see Maneski fidgeting with this book bag that he brought along with him. I didn't know what was in the book bag, but... I didn't ask, all right? We end up seeing the same neighbor coming from the two-family house. We end up telling him that Tony's father didn't show up and that we really needed this money back. So he ended up calling Tony's father again and Maneski ends up speaking to him. Now, at this point, I already told Maneski that I knew the new location of Tony's whereabouts. So he ended up telling Tony's father that we were going to his new location and that he better have the money ready right we drive to the new location but of course we park on a different block because if anything were to go down you know my car wouldn't be in the mix right so once we park up on that said block we get out the car and Maneski's really like venting like he's 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 more mad than me that this guy <laughs> takes my money stands me up and all of that right so he tells me that if I don't get my money, he's going to do some damage. And then he ends up showing me two, two swords, swords. He shows me two flipping samurai swords. Like, I, I seriously kid you not, he shows me two samurai swords. So here I am, life flashing before my eyes. Because if something were to happen and I'm involved, I can go to prison, I can be someone's bitch. I was seriously scared. Like I was at that point, I didn't even want the money anymore. Like I didn't I did not I did not even want that money anymore. I just wanted to go home. Like I was seriously about to shiz my pants. I was not expecting that I was dealing with a Haitian samurai. Okay? I did not expect that at all whatsoever. But he told me not to worry that he will try not to involve me <laughs> in the altercation if there ever was one. Um, so I make sure that I keep my distance from them. So I let them walk up front and I was walking behind them, of course, praying that everything went smoothly. And we end up seeing Tony's father and Tony's uncle in front of their new house. Tony's father and uncle were on one side and Maneski, Kanan, and I were on the other side. I went across the street to get the money. I made sure to count it twice. Maneski asked me if everything was there. I told him yes. And everything went off smoothly and without a hitch. After I made sure that the money was right, 
Tony's father was shook after seeing Maneski fidgeting with his bag. He was like, go, just go, just go, okay, just go. I'll... After that, I was able to get my money and I cannot tell you how happy I was to get my money back. I thank the Lord. I really do thank the Lord because oh, he put these he put these obstacles in my path. He put these clues in my path. He put these signs in my path and I to God be the glory. To God be the glory. After that whole exchanging of the money, Tony actually called